Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained, where I discussed science fiction, fantasy, and the future. I wanted to take a quick second to invite you all to join our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you guys may have, just to keep tabs on any episode releases, discussions, or anything else that might be happening on this channel. <laughs> so, with that said, enjoy the show. Now, let's get into Marka Ragnos. Born 5,000 years BBY, Marka Ragnos was undeniably the most powerful Sith Lord of his age. Being a half-pure-blooded Sith, half-human male hybrid, who is a direct descendant of a dark Jedi who fled the Republic after the Hundred Year Darkness. This would give Ragnos a biological advantage concerning his abilities. Ragnos rose to power during the early days of the old Sith Empire, dueling and defeating the master of Naga Sadao, the Sith Lord, Simus, for the right to rule the Great Empire. He became known as the Herald of the Sith Empire's Golden Age, ruling the Dark Council that governed the Sith Empire with an absolute iron grip. This would be the Sith Empire pre-hyperspace war, so it had yet to come into contact with the Republic and the Jedi of the era. Ragnos's command of his abilities, paired with his cunning and proficiency with manipulation and strategy, he would maneuver his Sith adversaries against one another until they were weak enough either to seek out his protection and support or weak enough to simply crush without a thought and instill fear in the rest of anyone else who had any ideas about wresting the throne from under him. The rule of Ragnos would last for over a century, during which Ragnos would create several very significant constructs during his reign, one being a scepter that could siphon the force from anywhere and anything and take and could take that force power and imbue it into even non-force users, giving them the ability to control it. Ragnos could create force users. He also designed a pair of gauntlets capable of augmenting his strength in the force, giving him a notable boost in power, allowing him to perform out-of-the-ordinary feats, even for a dark side user. Another creation of Ragnos would be the future emperor of both the Sith Empire and the Eternal Empire. Though a mere boy at the time, a young Sith named Tenebrae. At the age of 13, the young Tenebrae would come to dominate his homeworld of Medrias and demand of Ragnos to instruct him in the ways of the dark Sith arts, as well as recognition as a Sith Lord. Ragnos would see greatness in the young man, granting him his requests, as well as the Sith Lord name, Vitiate. He would warn young Vitiate to bide his time, hone his skill, build his power, as the time would come when he would rule the Empire and must be ready to subjugate the many Sith Lords who would seek his downfall. Marga Ragnos is unique in that he is one of the only notable, powerful, and significant Dark Lords of the Sith 
who would die of old age. Though his spirit would return several times throughout the millennia, as Ragnos has said himself, the chains of the grave cannot hold a dark lord of the Sith, which for the most powerful of the Sith lords in history, for the most part, this seems to hold true. After Ragnos's death, the Empire would see the clash of Naga Sadao and Ludo Kresh, over whom would lead the Sith out of its golden age. Ragnos would appear before the two Dark Lords, before their duel, and warn them to proceed with wisdom and with the greater good of the Sith in mind. Kresh would take this to mean that the Empire should remain isolationist and not wage war with the Republic, while Sadao believed that they should return the Sith to the days of conquering and empire building, making the Empire even greater than Ragnos ever did. Ragnos's spirit would remain dormant during the following hyperspace war. His spirit would be summoned later by Exar Kun, whom Ragnos would name the new Dark Lord of the Sith, and Ulic Keldroma, his apprentice. In 14, after Battle of Yavin, Ragnos's spirit was intended to be resurrected by a Sith cult known as the Disciples of Ragnos, led by the Dark Jedi Tavion Axmas. She did so and gave her body to Ragnos to possess. He would be defeated by the incredibly powerful Jaden Kor, one of Luke Skywalker's new Jedi. Ragnos's power was indeed great, though he is found lacking when stacked against the other great Sith throughout history. He would be comparable with, say, a younger, less powerful Darth Sidious. Though make no mistake, Ragnos had everything that made a Sith Lord a cut above the rest. His great strategic mind was genius level, making constant use of manipulation and higher tier schemes and machinations that both secured him his throne and protected it for the over 100 years of his rule. Ragnos would possess the aptitude of force powers and abilities found in most other great Sith emperors, though he was nowhere near as deadly in combat as, say, Tula Kord or Darth Vader. Ragnos would have to rely on preeminent strikes, subterfuge, and any added advantage he could make use of to be on the same playing field as these and other peers of Darksiders. Stripped away of all of these, though, he would be in for the fight of his life if he faced adversaries such as Horde, Maul, Vader, or any other Sith who is most proficient in combat. I would definitely want Ragnos on my ruling Sith Council, ruling my empire. I would place him in charge of grand-scale strategy, having him apply his mind and machinations to strengthening the bonds of the empire in preparation for invasion of the Republic, the Vong, the Chiss, or whoever our opponent would be. If he were to be put on the front lines, Ragnos would fall to either overwhelming numbers or superior combatants. I'll leave that to the likes of Horde and Maul. Though on the lower rung of the highest tiers of the greatest Sith Lords, to me, 
Marco Ragnus still solidifies his place as one of those powerful and accomplished Sith Lords of all time. Not only by having his spirit constantly come back throughout Star Wars lore and influence the happenings of the galaxy, but by his influence being felt through his teachings and inspiration found um, in other Sith throughout history. He may not have been a great duelist or frontline commander, but his, uh, his military tact and his uh, being able to subjugate Sith Lords who aimed at his throne for over a hundred years is more than worthy of putting him on the highest tier of Sith Lords. I would definitely have him as a higher Sith administrator. Um, I'll talk about my, uh, my preferred version of Sith Order later on, but I would definitely have a Sith Council. A strong governing body to um, administrate and oversee the rest of my Sith Empire. During the rule of two age, this was done in in such a way without quote unquote Sith Lords like Palpatine. Palpatine used the most ruthless, vile and evil people he could find and place them in positions of, say, moths or grand moths or admirals, with the exception of, say, Grand Admiral Thrawn, who wasn't necessarily evil or vile, but he was relentless and he was godlike level genius. So, um, if he had, say, Tulak Horde's scepter, that'd be really cool. He could give all of his moths some low-level force ability. Although Palpatine was very paranoid, so he might not have done that. He might have thought like the, the ruling Sith of old, that um, Darth, the same line that Darth Bane thought of, uh, where so many weaker apprentices would take on a greater Dark Lord, take him down and distill the, um, the power of the Sith. Because any one greater Sith Lord is of course going to be more powerful, more knowledgeable, and an overall better Sith than any one or even two or three apprentices. But if multiple ganged up on him and killed him, the Order would be robbed of all of that potential.
and it will be left to all of these weaklings. This idea was a core tenet of the rule of two. Although I would counter that with if that really powerful Sith Lord had, if he did not stand alone, if it was more difficult for those Sith Lords to be sniped off, let's say, or if they were crucial in running the Empire, then it would be much less likely for all of the instability that constantly plagued the old orders to manifest itself. Because all of these old Sith empires, they, they were dominant for a very long time. I mean, to, at Mark Aragnos alone ruled for over a hundred years. That's a that's four times as long as Palpatine ruled the entire galaxy. Now, granted, Palpatine did rule the entire galaxy, and Mark Aragnos only ruled a very small portion of the galaxy in comparison. Right, but uh, that is all. I wanted to talk about for right now. Uh, I'll be releasing um, the rest of my thoughts on the greater Sith Order and what makes a truly great Sith Lord later on sometime today. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all.